You're listening to the Timony Leader Series podcast, brought to you by Timony Leadership Institute. Welcome to our Timony Leader Series. My name is Ronan O'Farrell. I'm CEO of the Timony Leadership Institute. And you're very welcome to our interview this week with Susanna Cawley, a great friend and somebody I have loads of admiration for. So I feel privileged to, to have this opportunity to, uh, to have you, Susanna, on, on our webinar today. Susanna is a lawyer by training, but she's also very much an entrepreneur. And while she worked for, in commercial law for about 13 years in Dublin, she took the leap along with her husband, Andrew Coonahan, to build a legal practice in NACE, achieving her wish to combine family and work life in a more healthy fashion. She's managing partner of a growing practice that covers a broad range of legal areas and also advises a number of boards in both the commercial and charity sector with a particular reference to, to the area of governance. And we in Timoney have, have indeed benefited greatly from her expertise in this area. Susanna also did the Timoney Advanced Leadership Program in 2015 and is a frequent attendee at our alumni masterclasses. And she's a key person in developing and supporting the Timoney Women in Business events that we organize both here in Ireland and in Yesse Business School out in Barcelona. So Susanna, you chose our title for today's conversation, uh, Converting Adversity to Fuel, which I suspect is an aspiration that resonates with uh, a lot of our listeners. Uh, we've all had to face quite a year, quite a headwind this year, but but you faced a, a hurricane, and uh, we'll, we'll go into that in a bit of detail, but maybe you could give us a bird's eye view first of how the year has gone. Well, January started off very calm in terms of the hurricane. The hurricane commenced, um, Ronan, for me in um the second part of February, uh, early part of February, I was lucky enough to go with the Women in Business group to a fantastic uh, conference in YSA, which was absolutely brilliant. And no one in the world, nor did I personally expect what was about to happen. And a couple of weeks later, I got back and was told that I had to face open heart surgery. So that was... Uh, huge to say the least mm. and um, then uh, I got through that somehow and we might talk about that later but the year went on and I was then COVID came so again convalescing uh, from surgery like that during COVID is uh, nothing short of terrifying and um, then uh luckily enough to get strong and, and well again. And an opportunity arose uh, for a business merger that we felt uh, was would really um, enhance our business. But the timing suited the other party for it to happen uh, sooner rather than later. So, so we had to just grasp the nettle and um, that's what we did. And um, thankfully uh, here I am and it's almost December. Amazing, amazing. Well, it's 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 just hard to imagine uh, how you how you would have felt um, facing into open heart surgery, but I suspect it made a lot of other leadership worries uh, look small by by comparison. But what was going through your mind in uh, as you you faced into it there the 
the day you you went into hospital well I, I mean just I suppose my funny my first reaction when the consultant my husband was with me you know told told us what had to happen uh, I told him I didn't have time uh, for open heart surgery I was way too busy I was you know running a practice I had all these things to do so uh, we visited the surgeon on the Friday and he had wanted me to come in on the Monday and uh Anyway, I finally persuaded him to give me two weeks um, to get ready. And those two weeks were, were very difficult because both from a personal point of view and a business point of view, um, believe it or not, uh, I didn't even have a will, which of course I give out to other people for. Uh, really makes you think, gosh, you know, here I am at the stage I'm at and a family and everything. So, and with the business, you know, uh, probably through lack of delegation on my part I I was possibly doing a bit too much and I needed to uh, do an emergency delegation uh, in that two weeks um, and due to absolutely incredible staff and obviously my husband who I'm in partnership with in business as well uh, we managed to um, get things sorted here and uh, off I went my big day for the big day and what was yeah. it like sitting there or lying there waiting for for it all to happen oh well gosh the the night before is uh you know is absolutely extraordinary you know you're there on your own and obviously and uh it um you draw i suppose you draw strength that you don't realize that you have and I suppose I'm lucky enough I I have a faith and I decided that it was sort of a an each way bet mm. uh, have family gone before me and I reckoned you know wouldn't mind seeing them but equally I'd like to to finish things out here but you know it was very serious surgery so um it really but but equally you know you're a lot stronger than you think you are when you have to face that you have no choice so yeah, Luckily, I will you get go. you get the uh, you get the the strength to uh, to face into these things when in the moment. Somehow you do, yeah. 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 And you obviously negotiated hard as well with that. <laughs> so far, so good. <laughs> Very good. Well, I mean, normally as in in a leadership role, you're making the decisions of where you go and what you do. Uh, after a surgery like that, and you're on the flat of your back, uh, pretty low point. How did oh, uh, how did you you feel that? How did you experience that? Well, I think I think you have no idea, you know. Luckily, um, I mean, I don't want to frighten anyone, and if anyone had to have it, you know, it's fine. It all works out. But I don't think you've any idea how low, you know, what they have to do in order to make those repairs. And um, the surgeon sort of nicely called them plumbing repairs, which sounds sort of pretty straightforward, but uh, not that straight, you know, straightforward. But, um, you know, I was two days in ICU and when they transferred me back to my own room, I was exhausted from the sort of trolley trip between floors. Mm. And, you know, you still have a lot of uh, wires and tubes and everything. And, you know, so they lift you onto the bed and then off they go. And a nice lady from the catering staff appeared with tea and toast. So at this stage, I wouldn't have had anything like that for four days, probably. So I'm looking at this trolley with tea and toast. It's like, I can't explain, the, you know, the excitement. But 
first of all, I, I, could, I couldn't sit up. So, you know, you don't realize how far you have to go. And, and then I realized even if I did manage to get myself more upright, I wouldn't have had the strength to lift the cup. So, you know, you, you, you've a long uh, road ahead of you uh, when you re you're, you're over the euphoria of surviving the surgery and then you realize, oh, Susanna, this, this ain't no party. <laughs> you know? a, lot, a lot to be done. Yeah, yeah. And now you, you obviously made uh, really good progress. I mean, you're, you're well back up in your feet and everything moving around, but yeah. how did you, um, what, what can you uh, remember well, of that? so grateful, you know, you really are so grateful for the most, the things that you do take for, it sounds really cliched, but, you know, literally the sun rising, you know, uh, things that I would have been, you know, far too busy to, uh, enjoy really enjoy and and so like every small step uh, that you that you make um is huge and you decide i'm going to do x and i'm going to do y and i had all sorts of plans for swimming in warm seas i haven't uh, done anything but swim in the irish sea but again that's a new um a new hobby for me and not at the moment because obviously we're in lockdown in kildare but um when we could uh, go between counties uh, I also took up golf, which is uh, not gone as well as I hope, but we'll, that's a work in progress. And, watch out, watch out um, golfers in Kildare. Yeah. yeah, and I've gone, I suppose, from, you know, making it as far as the gate of my house, which in itself was a huge, um, you know, effort to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm walking a good seven, eight kilometers a day and I'm, I'm running on the treadmill which I haven't done for many years. So yeah, I'm doing great, Brilliant. thank God. Fantastic recovery, yeah. And going beyond from where you were, which is... Oh yeah. And have you, how have you celebrated those small wins? Oh, well, I mean, it's... with family, you know, it's again, this whole misery of COVID, um, you know, it was such a worry for them as well. And, um, you know, they were worried that I would pick it up and except that my surgeon tells me I now have the heart of a 25 year old. So, but in those early, uh, those early weeks, you know, you're very vulnerable to infection and all of that. Yeah. But, um, but the family time and then getting back uh, to, to work, I mean, I'm naturally interested in what I do. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't really resist Resist, checking emails. And the minute I was getting stronger, you know, uh, the the, the crew here in the office will tell you bit by bit, I was uh, sneaking in more calls and more calls because I, you know, I was looking forward to coming back. So you're back. But you, you, you did, it did change your perspective on, on life and how you're, how you're working, your working week. How did, uh, how did that evolve? Yeah, entirely. I, I mean, as you know, I did the um, the ALP in uh, twenty fifteen. Yeah, and I read all the management plans about delegation and thought that's a great idea. And you know, I must do that. But you know, I, I really, really wasn't doing that, and I was paying lip service to it. But when you've when you've no choice. Um, you know, we've we've brought about big changes here in terms of responsibilities and divisions of work and more clarity and 
Um, and I think, and everyone has really risen to that. So I've been incredibly lucky with the staff we have. They've all, in their own different ways, uh, contributed to the changes. It was like once they were given the opportunity, albeit in this kind of unusual situation, I wonder why I didn't do it long ago. And so there are people now in roles with additional roles to their work doing extra things, not just legal matters, um, people taking on extra tasks. Um, so it's it's been such a, a learning curve and I'm determined to keep learning and to keep uh, keep this up, I hope. Very good, yeah. And it, so you did learn sort of more about your team as a result in, in that process of delegating that you could, not only could you delegate, but you uncovered other other talents that- Yes, absolutely, yeah. And also I think COVID, and I'm, I think a lot of people have experienced this, that, you know, um, you suddenly find yourself on Zoom inside someone's kitchen. You know, they have a dog on their lap or a child on their lap and you see them differently. And I, it's, I, you know, it's, it's, it's really positive. It's really good. And, and also for, you know, we've all had funny moments where like that, you're trying to have a serious meeting and a, a little kid comes peeping up behind the, you know, and, and it's just, it's just, there's more humanity. Everyone's mm. in this together and albeit there's been highs and lows don't get me wrong it's not you know all a bed of roses but I just think there's um you know the combination of my illness and what's happened with COVID has really brought out the best in people here anyway yeah. hopefully continues very good and and it has been as you you're mentioning there the pandemic hitting at the same time you're out of action limit to what you can do um, and different way of working and I suppose the legal world wouldn't be well placed uh, for remote working generally, I figure, with all the paper and so forth. But how have you how have you learned to with your in terms of leadership to to manage remote working and in, in all of this environment? Has it gone well for you? Yes, it has. I mean, I, I found it really hard when I came back at first because after you've been through an illness like I was through, your concentration is is the thing that probably takes longest to really get back to where it was so you think you're physically better so I found you know reading documentation online more difficult because of the age bracket I fall within but now in a very short period of time I you know it's it's a great uh, ecological saving because I don't think there'll be anything like the printing in our office that there used yes. to be because yes. now we just you know of course always the printer at home has run out of ink and it won't work and it's stuck and you know the usual so it has just you yeah. had to adapt. Uh, we've we're very lucky. We've were served well by a good um, IT company, a local company here in Nace, and they're very supportive. And um, you know any problems we've had, we've ironed out so far. So yeah. very good, very good. Yeah, and good. I mean, you mentioned there earlier about you, you, you. Um, if you'd realised before the the value of of delegating and applied it. You would have done it years ago if, <laughs> if um, if you were starting out, yeah, back. If you wind back your twenty years in business uh, this year, congratulations! But if yes, you're, thank you. Wind back to those first few years, and uh, when you know, do you think you could have delegated back then? Oh yes, uh, gosh, if people 
listen to anything in this. It's don't don't do what I did. It's it wears you out, possibly wore my heart out. And you know, you there's people that are only dying to help if you create the frameworks for them to flourish within, if you know what I mean. Yes. Um and uh I was too black and white thinking, well, they have to do X or Y and that's their job. But um you know, it's it's been a great a uh, great learning curve that way that um, you can develop. Yeah, develop them as well. And is it? I mean, what for? What kind of frameworks do you think there in terms of delegating and sharing responsibility? What what practical things can would you recommend if you were talking to a, a young entrepreneur starting? Yeah, up? well, my uh, my dad, who's actually nearly ninety two, and. Uh, you know, managed large practice in his day. And he always had this uh, phrase uh, of, you know, how do you eat an elephant, which doesn't sound great, really. But uh, <laughs> the phrase really comes to mind in that regard, because it's it's breaking down each section of what you're doing and, and creating a responsible person and a reporting system. And I, I don't think in our, traditionally in law that that was the way things were done and so it's more participative uh, I think now and also we've had with the merger of the of the different firms we've had different staff with different uh, ways of doing things uh, and that has had its challenges but if you create a clear pathway that you know this is the way we like to do things and be very clear about it from the beginning everyone thrives on that as a result yeah so. yeah very good and that and this is has meant you've been able to move to one of your long-term goals which was <laughs> a four-day week yeah exactly yeah so. i've been talking about this for i think it's 23 years wow um wow. and and actually when i went back to work at first after being ill i was i don't know who i was even afraid of myself to to say no hang on this life is way I know more than anyone life is way too short and Friday's going to be a me day and if that means going to the park or doing some mundane domestic chore or whatever it is yeah. reading a book going for a swim um, and but I had to be hard on myself about that and also on the people around me because uh, I was possibly too available on the mobile and and even, you know, with clients, you know, I now say I don't work on a Friday and, and they all laugh. They think I'm joking. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, no, I, I, I don't. So th that partly comes with age, too. But, uh, you know, you have more confidence as yes. at a different stage of your career. But um, hopefully, you know, others can learn from that, too. And I actually think the younger generation are more. Uh, you know, are, are better at that. Mm. Um, but but it did take a life-changing and life-threatening experience for me to... Um, and I don't come in as early. I take some form of exercise now every morning because I have to and it's healthy. And so, yeah, it's great. You've got a better a better balance and yeah. harmony in it all. Yeah. And just to that point, like, does it take adversity and suffering for us to change like this do we is that the only way well it shouldn't be really mm. so i 
sort of it'd be a little bit disappointed with myself for having to hit such a wall to mm. to see a difference but I suppose even in having this chat if if anyone can learn from everyone can you know look into what you're doing and and just make sure that if if tomorrow was your last day on earth <laughs> if you lay like I did the night before thinking well if I actually make it to tomorrow night yeah. you know it's not going to be in the office 24 7 so but I suppose it's hard to project that feeling but it's true you know yeah and I suppose it another angle on it is that and you've demonstrated it in in what you've been through that in facing you know if you do suffer and experience adversity well you can come out even better out at the other end sure it didn't look like that when you were going into it but (laughs) no it didn't yeah 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 so so how are you finding that fifth day now is it uh is yeah, it it's, it you'd hope? it's like Christmas every Friday, you know, and um, it really is. Now, and I hope that doesn't wear off. You know, I feel sort of um, I feel sort of uh, on the Mitch from school, you know, it's this kind of treat. So um, now I do fill it with kind of boring stuff, too, like he <laughs> has the shopping and some things like that. But um, but even to have the time and the headspace and not to be trying to fit all of that in and juggle and I've done that for so long and mm. you know being a working moment you're trying to sort of juggle so many balls so um it's great so if, you had, if you had advice for for other working moms what would you what would you say at this point from what you've experienced yeah well well first of all uh you know your family really has to come first and um it's great to be able to combine your working life uh, with your family. Um, and that's that's always been my goal. But I think I personally lost out a little bit by putting all of that those other things first. So do, so also I see some young mums sometimes and their babies on their hips coming out of crashes at half seven at night. And, you know, I hope that the pandemic will change that that people will be able to be more flexible and be just as good solicitors at home and you know and, and a bit of a combination of of work-life balance i hope so very good well as you say like the pandemic has has shook things up as well for for the whole working experience and, and you've clearly taken advantage of it for good effect has anything else been a learning from the pandemic experience so far for you and the business well, I, as again, as I say, probably the the little bit more um, knowing staff more intimately with, you know, um, it's, it's, you get much more positive feedback from people when you understand more what's going on in their lives. And maybe heretofore, I would have thought, well, I better not pry about their family or their kids too much because, you know, maybe, maybe that, you know, whereas now I, it's, it, there's just, uh, I've had such support from them as well. Yeah. I mean, they've seen me at my lowest and, you know, really, um, I think I've just really learned, really gained so much from that. Right. You know? Yeah. And it, clearly, I mean, to go on to the, the third element there of, of this year for you, big, big thing of growing your business. I know over the past 18 months, you've, you've uh, had a merger with two other practices, but here in the middle of COVID and all that was going on, you took on a third. <laughs> you like challenges, clearly, Susanna. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, that was um, 
was just, you know, the timing was sort of crazy, but, but also it was this sort of confluence of events that because other work was quiet, mm. um, you know, we, we actually had the opportunity to do fairly quickly to pivot quickly, if I can use the term that everyone's using at the moment. And this opportunity was, you know, was too good to pass up really. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, and we had more time because other work was was quieter. But, and again, that the staff we had, because there's, as you know, legal business, there's a lot of files and a lot of lifting, but we were very lucky that uh, uh, the, the guy we merged with was terribly organized and his staff were so organized. It was, it was pretty seamless, uh, but it's still, it's still big. There's a lot of governance around it. There's, you know, uh, a lot of expl- you know explaining to clients and, and comforting them and hopefully uh, you know reassuring them that you can do the job as good as, as well or and, and with the other uh, the other party so yeah and because I suppose it was our third time doing it we kind of um, the score yeah we yeah so and if you step back out from it where did the the original idea come from for uh, yeah well that was way one, of growing. Yeah, that was uh, one day sitting in the K Club listening to, and I, I just can't quite remember which lecture it was. It was one of doing the ALP, and one of the lecturers was giving a, um, a brilliant uh, case study in relation to some type of food company. I think it might have been bread or cakes or something, and the byproducts of those, both the ingredients and the packaging or whatever, this company bought other related uh, companies and it, it really added it made sense uh, this collaboration made sense and I thought I actually sort of a light bulb moment and I thought I wonder could you apply that to professional services and um, you know it, it it really does add huge economies of scale and in terms of um, you know organization computerization you know, style style of work and that. Um, so it, it has really worked for us, thankfully. Yeah, so far anyway. Very good. What, what have the, the, the highs of the experience been so far? Yeah, well, the highs is really to, it's amazing how the same thing can be done sort of seven different ways. And that's quite enlightening at my stage to be, you know, seeing the methodology that other people use. And some of that we've, taken on board and some you know isn't suitable for our size and that and meeting new people new clients other geographical areas and new business Uh, it's very exciting uh, to 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 meet all these new people and in in general we've 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 been very lucky so um, and and that whole thing of pulling together different groups from different companies and creating a new culture has that been yeah. a really challenging or an enjoyable experience so far or how has it gone well if i can give you a real lawyer's answer a bit of both <laughs> because yeah there of course there have been challenges but i'd say on on balance the energy created by it and the kind of excitement among you know among our staff of of the the different style of client the different style of work it, it really does shake up what you do in a different way. 
obviously there are some and again particularly in our profession some people they like to work with a certain method and they don't really want you to be saying well actually you know this is the way we do it here so that you know we've had a few little moments there but nothing insurmountable um and again i think now that i've done it a few times i have the confidence to just you know understand that there'll be a little there are a few bumps along the way sometimes and uh one of the Timony alumni I met him very early one morning for I was getting coffee he was getting coffee we were both going to work and the coordination of the whole thing I was a bit under the weather with it you know I think god I can't coordinate everyone and he recommended to me uh this book who moved my cheese so I have to thank mm. Barry for that and and it was it's a, a little sort of uh you know business fable but it yeah, it's a great book. It's a great little thing because it makes you realize as well. Some people find change difficult and you have to tolerate that, obviously. But, um, you know, just say, well, this is the way forward. And that's that has worked well. You know? Great, great. Well, you mentioned you you did the ALP back in 2015, which reminds me of must be time now for a refresher of some sort. But uh, besides growing the business in the way you have in, in, in this, this uh, innovative approach, did, was there anything else in the experience on the program that helped you in your role as, as a leader? Yes, well, I, I didn't realize that I was a leader. That's the first thing. And um, so when the other alumni that suggested to me to do the course, you know, and he was saying in your leadership role, I was looking at him, what are you talking about my leadership role? And he said, but, but you, you run your, your business. So I, I hadn't really thought of that. I just thought it was what you do. And what I, what I found amazing about the course was that I then suddenly had all these other people in different, totally different businesses, like doing, but with exactly the same issues whether they're financial or HR or you know whatever is the particular um, you know matter to discuss and I, I just found it extraordinary that the support of knowing actually there's nothing different about anything that we're doing than any other business except somebody else might be selling a widget and we're selling a professional service and so that was really great it gave me great confidence and then the support of the our own class you know the alumni of 2015 and I've, I've particular contact with three or four from that class who you know you're you naturally gravitate towards people that you get on well with and it's just a, such a resource to be able to ring someone up without any uh, worry uh, you know that they kind of think you're Kind of crazy or maybe they do think my crazy but they still take the call but <laughs> anyway you know to be yeah. able to bounce things off people without out any worry that they might breach any confidence that's yeah. huge yeah know? a whole so confidence building and and also a great confidence between yes your peer leaders yeah how, how important is continuous learning for you oh it's it's so so uh, there's so many things i want to learn um and then, of course, now, with, you know, when you step back a little bit, there's other things I'd like to learn that are not business related as well and mm -hmm. um, more in the arts area. But uh, I'll have to just I'll have a lot of learning to do over the next while. Um, but I, I would love to I'd love to go on uh, with um, uh, 
maybe do the course in YESA next year when things settle mm -hmm. down a little bit with COVID. I just, I suppose I have to watch my own health as well at the moment. But I'd really love to do, I'd really love to do that. And um, Something with an I'd also like to do. Exposure. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Well, it's it's really impressive to see how, you, how you've bounced back this year at both a personal and professional kind of level, and uh, you know, facing the adversity that that uh, that you had and changing your working week, your your leadership style. Uh, it's been been a, a fairly busy year in a in a year that was upturned by other events too. But this isn't the first time you've you've faced adversity at a at a personal level. You had a very painful tragedy I know in in your family and uh, and I was quite personal so yeah, yeah to, okay. <laughs> to, uh, to nose in there but I, I can imagine how hard it must have been to to live through it and, and come out stronger as you have but can you tell us a little bit about how you managed to to rise above yeah. your own pain there and yeah so we had a a horrible family tragedy in uh, December 2008. My uh, sister was murdered. And, um, you know, it's just one of those things that you, you know, you see it on the news and you think, gosh, those poor people. And then suddenly you realize, you know, gosh, that's, you know, that's us. And, uh, you know, from day one, I've, I have a wonderful family. And from day one, we just, you know, bound together and decided we've got to you know overnight myself and my brother became guardians of of her daughter and uh you know we had to we had to make things we couldn't make things right but we had to do absolutely everything we could to to try and, and somehow make up for the situation so um so we found ourselves in order to do that kind of uh accidental tourists in succession law in Ireland in order to secure uh, her future and uh, my brother and I had uh, almost three years of, of um, legal uh, legal cases trying to secure assets for her um, and at the end of it all we we secured a lot for her not everything but a lot for her um, but we made history, and I think uh, Celine was my sister's name. Um, would and we made precedent law. Uh, she would be well. She, first of all, she'd have expected us to do all of that. <laughs> but uh, secondly, I think she'd be um, she'd be pretty proud. So, as a result of that, um, our case uh, now is precedent in in all common law countries in in a certain style of a succession dispute. Uh, to do with uh, joint assets uh, uh, of, of, of a co-owner of a property. And um, without boring you of the detail of all of that, um, we we are now hoping that we can make that uh, legislatively enforceable in Ireland so that nobody would have to litigate the matter again. And uh, we're getting there. We're not quite there yet, but um, we're getting there. So yeah, somehow we, we came out uh, with a little bit, a bit of positivity in amongst all that difficulty yeah, yeah. well that's a yeah, remarkable uh, resilience and a great attitude there to to respond to it in in such a positive uh, way and and beyond beyond your own own family i mean it's it's very uh, very impressive i'm sure we can all take a, a leaf from that book uh, from your book on it and uh, look forward to the book actually when you <laughs> to write it 
<laughs> yeah, definitely <laughs> bestseller. <laughs> well, very good. Well, I'd like to thank you, Susanna, for joining us this afternoon and and sharing your your experiences so so frankly and generously with us. Um, Thanks, Ronan. Been, been great. This conversation, as as with future webinars, is will be shared as a podcast on our Timony Leaders Series podcast channel, which you can find on Apple or Spotify or whatever podcast channel you you uh, you can listen you listen to your your podcasts on. So uh, if you like what you've been hearing and and what we're doing, please do subscribe and share it with with others, with other leaders that that you think might might benefit from it. And uh, our next webinar will be in two weeks' time with with Martin and Ryan Tierney to discuss the practical aspects of continuous improvement, uh, an approach they've applied both in their existing business and in a new business they've started uh, during COVID times as well. And thank you, Susanna, again for, for uh, most insightful and, and enlightening uh, time with us this, this afternoon. Take care and have a good evening. This podcast was brought to you by Timony Leadership Institute. Better people, better organizations, better society. Thank you.